The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Are you looking for some good, clean positivity? Good, me neither. I'm Maddie Murphy, and I host The Bad Broadcast, a weekly comedy podcast dedicated to talking about everything we love to hate. I searched my whole life to find my passion. Little did I know I had been practicing my true talent every single day, complaining. Join me every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast to answer our weekly questions and for a chance to be featured on the show. See you there. Ugh, I'm not in the mood. Do we have to do this? Yes. Wait, are we recording? Okay, let's go. You're listening to The Allie Colbert Show. Sorry for the technical difficulties. Hey, it happens. I hate Zoom. Zoom stinks. I know. Where Where are you? I'm in a hotel room in Madison, Wisconsin. Not bragging, but a great club. Having a great time. I love it here. Are you doing comedy on state? Oh, yeah. We sold it out. We're adding shows. We're cooking. Wow. my I have been to Wisconsin a few times to that comedy club, but not to perform. But I have a lot of badgers in my family. Mm, go badge. Are you doing go Pedialyte? Bad. I am. I'm hungover. Wow. You me. Yeah, well, I, I got a problem. How much did you drink last night? Was that after a show? After the show, we just put a few back. You're at the bar. The staff is great. You know, I don't know. There's these two ladies who run the club. They're amazing. And uh, the the scotch was flowing and the tequila. And I got two shows tonight, so I got to get my act together. Yeah. Do you party with the crowd after? Uh, I try not to. They get a little yappy and clingy and weird. They're nice. I'm happy to have them, but I like the staff. Yeah. I could imagine... Like, are people just going nuts for you after the shows? I would feel like they're trying to fuck you. Yeah, so it's a lot of dudes, you know, who are like, hey, I want to get into comedy. What's the move? Uh, I brought you a gift. Here's 10 minutes of my act. Can you watch it? Ugh. Any advice? Oh, it's a nightmare. It's, it's funny because these guys will go, I listen to everything you do. I'm a huge fan. You want to get dinner? And I'm like, if you actually knew me, you'd know I would never want to get dinner, you psycho. But it's <laughs> right. still nice. But I saw you're doing on your new solo podcast, you're doing comedy like lesson type thing. So this is kind of what you want now, right? Yeah, I do it over Zoom. Uh, it's a nice distance. It's a little buffer. Yeah. And people are writing into me with their jokes and we work them out. It's it's fun. Well, I can't believe you want to do that. I just love comedy. I love jokes. And, uh, you know, they're paying me. Yeah, that but, helps. You know, I had lunch with a... Tim Dillon the other day, and he was, he's number two on Patreon. It's in, in the world. He's so I, fat and gay. I know. And I, uh, so I was like, I got to try this Patreon thing. And I figure, well, what do I have? I'm not a, a political weirdo. So I, uh, I do comedy stuff. Yeah. I'm like blown away by what Tim Dillon has done on Patreon. And Tim Dillon is one of the few comedy podcasts that I will listen to. Really? Yeah, I like really love it. I actually, when I was on the way uh, to LA, my last trip though, I had on both sides of me 
someone was listening to a Mark Norman podcast. I had We Might Be Drunk on my left and I had Tuesday with stories on my right. <laughs> wow. Was it my mom and dad? I can't imagine anybody listening to that in public. It was two dudes, two like like single looking white dudes. Yeah, yeah. I'm big with the honky incel weird guys. So yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> um, and you just got engaged, dude. I know. He's a lucky guy. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Great gal. Uh, you know, we're getting older. I'm 38 now. You got to lock it down. I can't get it up. So, yeah, she's a, she's a great gal. And uh, we have a great time. And yeah, you know, trying to be a grown up over here. Yeah. I have a question about and someone actually wrote in and DM'd me to ask you this, but I was thinking about the same thing. So your fiance, May, yeah? Yes. She started doing stand-up. Yeah, she's a big comedy fan, and now she's got two podcasts, and she does stand-up. She's all over the place. Do you have—what is your thoughts on, like, the person you're with doing stand-up? You don't care about it at all, or you're, like, all for it, or what? It's it's bittersweet, because one, you know, know, I'm a comedy psycho. I'm a nerd. So now we can both talk comedy. We can talk bitch. She gets it. You don't have to be like, well, a tag is a thing after a joke. You know, she understands everything. So that's nice. But it's also tough because you're like, I've been there. I know how she's she's newish. So like, you know, she's like this and that. I'm like, ah, none of that matters. Don't worry about that. But I know at that stage, everything is, it's like high school. It's like the biggest deal in the world, but it all changes. But so that part's tough where you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that, that stuff doesn't matter. But. Um, does that make sense? Like you have to hear about the new stuff where you're yeah. like, yeah, open mics. I get it. They're all horrible. I've been through it. <laughs> right. you know, oh, it's a nightmare, but uh, you got to do it or, or don't do it. But, uh, nobody wants to hear about them. <laughs> right. I, where, I, where my mind goes, because I dated this girl once who, when she saw me doing stand up, she was like, first of all, I think it's like a little bit of an insult that like I'm making a living doing this. And then someone with you is just like, I could do that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But what? But that's I'm much more insecure than you. But she started doing stand. She wanted to do stand up. And and then we started to get into these conversations of. But maybe this is because we were both women that I'd be like, no, I'm going to do that bit. She's like, no, I'm going to do that bit. Oh, interesting. But yeah, wow. you're not you're not She's doing not that. Pretty, no, we're not really doing that. But she got pretty into it then. huh? If, if you guys are fighting over bits. No, she just was like psychotic and thought she would be like doing bits. I was like, you're not doing bits. You've been on stage one time. Like, just give it to me. What do you, she'd be like, that's for my, that's for my act. I'm like, you don't have an act. Ah, it's hilarious. It was That just shows how fickle comics are. We're fighting over everything. But yeah, yeah, that part would get weird. And uh, you hope she would give it to you. You're, you're a professional, but that's people for you. Yep. We want it all. Totally. I was in Hawaii this past weekend. And I was doing a uh, like a crazy, really crazy gig. And I was told to bring two comics on the gig. And sorry if, well, no, they're not listening. But I brought these two comics. I really wanted to bring you on the gig. But wow, I had, I'll tell you what the gig was. It wouldn't have been like opening for me or anything. Obviously, I'm not a moron. But um, I'll do it for Hawaii. It was this billionaire who my girlfriend's a yoga teacher and he's one of her clients. And he said, I'm going to fly you and two comedians on a private jet to Maui 
and I'm turning 50 and I want you to roast me and then I want there to be two acts. And I went and it was it was like a crazy, crazy night. He just, I've never seen someone go all out on their birthday like this. This guy, yeah. this guy hired Tyga. I don't know if you know who Tyga is. Yeah, the Asian guy. <laughs> exactly. He hired Tyga because his girlfriend likes to pole dance and strip to Tyga. Oh, wow. Specific. So he had Tyga come and perform just so his girlfriend would pole dance for everyone. Wow, man. This is the, the side of entertainment that nobody knows about. These billionaires who can just afford to fly anyone out. They're like, give me Dave Grohl. Give him 10 mil. He'll play in our Malibu house. And then we'll, we'll all fuck hookers and do Molly. And uh, this is a big part of showbiz. So you, I've had a taste of this. But this this Hawaii thing is bananas. It, it was nuts. And I wanted to ask you, but I also didn't want to be like, I didn't want to be stupid and be like, oh, Mark, would you want to do this? And you're like, I'm not doing that for less than $50,000. But uh, what? I do that for a grand. I want to be Tyga, crouching Tyga. <laughs> crouching Tyga, hidden, hidden pussy. But I, you know, I felt like, you are someone that like some comics. I mean, you're you're socially. You think you're socially awkward. I don't think you're socially awkward though. Ah, I was doing push-ups before this to prepare. <laughs> were you really? Well, no, I'm joking. Hey. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, we're all we're all in our heads, you know. We're all a little nutty. We're all insecure. We all we're all in the shower going, "Oh, that guy. What's his What's his beef with me? I'll beat his ass, you know? And then you're creating this thing. Then you see the guy at the show and you're like, oh, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. We're, we're all fucked up. But you want a comic like for a show like that? I was like, oh, I need to have a comic that like is going to have fun. After. Like it's not about the show. Like it's a little bit about the show, but they need to be able to like hang and have fun with everyone. I thought you would have fun with everyone anyway. But I was too, I was, got too in my head. I, what? Yeah, I got too in my head. I should have asked you. Oh, please. I, I'm, I'm down for anything. You can run shit by me. Come on, I'm... I'm an open pamphlet. I'm not one of these judgy guys. Lay it on me. I'll just go, hey, I can, I'm in or I'm not in. Right. No, no head. No head. Okay, okay. So You're who, like, what is the situation now that like you get worked up and anxious over? Because I feel like you've done everything. What, what is it that's still giving you, oh, fuck, I got to think about this. I'm worried how this will go. Good question. Uh, for me, it's all social. Like, I grew up in a weird, uh, weird neighborhood, weird upbringing. I had a, transvestite nanny. My parents bought a mansion that didn't have lights and running water and it was a black neighborhood and I was the white kid. Yada, yada. But you can, I've been beat up. I've been mugged. I've been all this shit in New York. And like, that doesn't bother me one bit. But if somebody's like, man, that guy really hates you over there. I'm like, ah, really? What did I do to that guy? And it's just, it consumes my whole being. Really? And uh, wow. I, people go, who cares? Fuck that guy. I'll never see him again. And I'm like, I know, but it validates everything you thought about you. Like, I do suck. I am annoying. I am a big fat queef. And yeah. uh, so that that really gets me because there's no rhyme or reason to it. You know, some people just don't like some people. And that's that's just something I have to come to grips with. But uh, that's a big one for me. Other but shit, I'm just like, ah, fuck it. This guy kicked me in the balls or you stole my wallet. I get that. You wanted my money. But the other stuff, you're like, oh. It's me, isn't it? I yeah. do suck. No, I I feel the same way. I mean, 
I said, really? Yes, of course. Someone sent me a message saying like how bad my Instagram has been or something. And I t- blocked their cell phone number. <laughs> I can't tolerate it. Because it, it, it does like it acknowledges all of your deepest fears. And I have this issue where if someone is a little like… If someone has a little bit of disinterest or like in me or I get the sense that they're not totally into me… Instead of just being like hating myself, I then make it my agenda to win them over. Dead nuts on. But we're cut from the same clit, me and you. <laughs> That's, That's wild. Yeah. And then, you know, you're, you're in a group of people and you say hi to each one. And then one guy gives you a weird hi and you're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know, and you're just sitting there like, all right, I'm going to buy this guy a drink. Oh, he likes fishing. Hey, buddy, what's going on with the trout? Huh? How about these salmon? Then he can oh feel God, I'm overdoing it. Yeah, yeah, it's but tough. But what's the point? They're like nobodies. I know, because it just validates, it brings up all your shit that's inside. That's what it is. I know. And then there's some this... guys go, that guy sucks that way. I know. I can't do it. My girlfriend gives me a hard time for this because, like, I did a show last night, and the host of the show was, like, not really giving me the attention in the way I wanted him to. <laughs> and he was yeah. like, he, he just had a bit of an attitude with me. And then I did really well on stage. And then he was being nice to me. And I was obsessed with making him my friend. I was like, we should do lunch. This guy's like not connected at all. He's been doing comedy right. for a couple of years. I'm like, I'm like, you should come to my family's Passover Seder. I would love to have you at the table. I don't know why I'm like going all out. It's just because I guess I'm so, I'm so fragile, really. Yeah, well, this is why I love Jewish humor. It's like Seinfeld, Larry David. This was the, every episode was like, what's going on? Why does that guy not like me? And then you try to figure it out. And I'd never seen comedy like that. And like Woody Allen and all that stuff. I have a joke in my act where I say, I'm drawn to people who don't like me. I guess because we have so much in common. And I think that sums it all up, you know? Yeah. We don't like ourselves. Right. So if I I meet someone who doesn't like me, I'm like, I get it. We should actually, ironically, we bonding over that. Totally. I mean, isn't that the same same reason why we like people that uh like we go after, I mean, whatever, men, women, I know you're 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 queer that don't like us. You know, like I like someone yeah. that rejects me because I'm like, "Oh, you're smart to do that." Yes, exactly. You almost respect them, but here's the fucked up part is we have friends who love us, people who love us, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, and you push them aside. You go, get out of here, dickless. I'm focusing on this turd who hates me. This guy's worthless, but you're you're dead to me because you like me. This guy doesn't like me. He's a nobody idiot, but, you know, got to get him. Got to yes. win him. No, it totally is the case. You were talking about, oh, actually, I should have, I should mention this. I heard like a crazy Seinfeld story. Maybe it's not crazy. Maybe it's just uh, amusing. But I, when I was in Hawaii, I was with a guy who used to be really good friends with Seinfeld. And he was talking about how he was with Seinfeld when Seinfeld bought his first big house in Long Island. I think he bought Billy Joel's old house. Yes, the Hamptons. And he was saying how he was with him when he got the keys. And Seinfeld goes and looks around the house and like this was his first big, big deal purchase. And he goes outside and he's like looking out on the beach and he just says like, fuck you, Mrs. Pincharoli or whatever the name of his third grade teacher was. Yeah. And he just starts like railing on his third grade teacher, just like wow. screaming it out onto the ocean. Um, but wow. it's, it's kind of like, 
he's not forgetting. It's like still after all of the validation, you just want to stick it to the person who said you weren't good enough. Of course, no matter how big, he's the biggest guy on the planet, the best show of all time, millionaire, trillionaire, whatever it is. And it's, there's still something stuck in your asshole. It's, it's just how it goes, you know, and you can, you can dwell on it or you can use it to motivate you. You know, yeah. I used to open for all these, I've opened for him. I've opened for all these big celebrities and they're all, they're all worried about something. In my mind, I'm like, there's nobody comic. You're on a private jet. You've made it. You're on TV, movies, and you're still not happy. So it, it never goes away. Yeah. And I think we just got to, we got to accept that. Are, are you in therapy? Oh yeah. Big therapy guy. Love therapy. Are you, it's like a once a week thing? I've been slowing down because my therapist is a, is a COVID nut. So he's like, you got to do Zoom. And I did a few. It's just not the same. I like when he touches my knee or whatever, <laughs> but uh, it's not the same. I feel like I can't connect. So I've been, I've been holding back a little, but I still do it like once a month. It's, it, it feels like, do you feel like you're trying to perform in therapy? Uh, a little, a little in the beginning because it's that weird, awkward starting point. But sometimes I'll just get way into it and I'm like, what the fuck? Can you believe this? Da-da-da. You know, and I'm really going off. And that's, that's really when you let it all go. Yeah. But sometimes when I have nothing, you ever go in with nothing? You're like, I hate going oh, in, but I sometimes I cancel. Good. You should because you're, you're wasting the money. Yeah. I, no, my therapist has a fucked up cancellation fee. If I don't charge, if I don't cancel like 72 hours in advance, I'm out. 72? Isn't that's that a, nuts? That's a group. 48 that's nuts. business hours. Oh, this guy's a, is a guy or gal? It's a guy. It makes me want to just kill him. Fucking Jews, man. Jesus Christ. I can't believe it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta squash that. I had a, I had a, uh, therapist cancel on me abruptly his kid died or some bullshit yeah and i was like ah you, you owe me and he wouldn't pay me but it pissed me off i was like hey come on eye for I, an eye there i told i i feel the same way um yeah so this is something that i was like you know just going down the rabbit hole of all of your of a lot of your material too much to go through all of it but uh <laughs> you make Sorry. you make jokes often about being gay. Yes. What the fuck is that about? <laughs> Why are you doing, what is that uh, well, about for you? I think uh, I was called gay so much as a kid. Just I grew up in like a tough area and I'm not tough. So like, it was just forced on me. Ah, you're gay. And it was, it was the early nineties, you know? So it was gay, gay and retard were like the one and two insult. <laughs> and, uh, so you know, true. it was a different time. Right. And so, I think by me saying it about me is like, it's almost like the N word where I'm like, I'm taking it back. Oh, that's what's yeah, going on. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. But also, it's just funny to call yourself gay when you're not. Yeah. But you, to but me, it's, it's like Kevin Hart. I'm not Kevin Hart either, but I say that. Yeah. But Mark, it's like beyond that. You're like, you know, gay terminology. You're like, I'm an otter. You're going in there. Like, are you, do you, have you ever watched gay porn? Sure. Yeah, I tried to see like maybe I am gay, so I gave it a shot, and uh, I found it very aggressive and off-putting. Wow! But, really? Yeah. The lesbian porn was fun because it was a little, it was a little more soothing and relaxing. Uh, although the scissoring, I hate lesbian porn. Really? Hate it. Every girl I've ever dated thinks it's so hot. Straight women love it because they don't know. Right. Right. 
Maybe. Well, you know, us guys, we're, we're hairy, we're sweating, we're pounding away. I think sometimes a lady's like, thank you for kissing me, you fucking psycho. Oh, yeah. I mean, when that's actually some of the feedback I get if I'll hook up with a straight girl. They're like, wow, you really like look me in the eyes and kiss me. Yeah, yeah. I guess exactly. men just like forget to forget to do that. Yeah, we're animals, we're pigs, and uh, we just go to town. But it's tough, too, as a guy, because ladies are very vague sometimes about what you want. So, like, sometimes the girl's like, pound the shit out of me, fuck me harder. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. So then you go go for that. And then you hear later, like, ah, he was so not gentle. And you're like, you said pound me. I don't know. Oh, so, right, right, right. Yeah, it, fucking it gets- women, man. <laughs> Just tell us what you want. We'll do it. Women have this weird thing where they want you to be exactly what they want. And we're, we're fine with that. I want to be your your number one. But you got to tell me like they don't they want it to happen naturally. They don't want to. A part of the attraction is not is you just knowing. Yes. Yes. They're turned on by intuitive. Yeah. And I get that. But you but as a lady, you can't always be like fucking men are idiots. And you're like, I, I know we're idiots. But like you also didn't say anything that you wanted. And I just had, had to guess and randomly, it was my third date tonight, sister. It's like, uh, you think I'm just going to get it right? Right, right. I, I, I totally get that. Smart. I think women that, are smart because um, you, guys, you guys know everything we want. Everything is all out on the table. And we're, we're like guessing. We're, we're, we're in a blindfold throwing a dart every time. But isn't that just because men are easier? Like there's not that oh, much. Like oh, yeah. what else could you do? Like dudes are pretty simple. Yeah, yeah. So is that good or bad? It's good because you can fucking you can sweep us off our feet with one uh, BJ and a and a finger in the pooper, but it's also like it probably gets a little repetitive. Like oh, another fucking dude, exactly the same. Right? Have you like so you looked at gay porn and you were like, oh, this isn't for me. Which I'm going back to yeah. gay porn. Which I actually get more turned on by gay porn than lesbian porn because. Really? Because they, to me, look like they're actually enjoying it. And lesbian porn, <laughs> I know that they're faking it. Yeah, good point. Good point. Uh, I'm friends with Michelle Wolf, And she, I was like, you ever watch porn? She's like, no, I can't watch porn because I know the girl hates it. And that blew my mind when I heard it. I was like, the girl hates it? You're right. And now every time I watch porn, I'm ruined. Because I can just tell the girls like, yeah, daddy, pound me. All right. Yeah. Talk- and you're like, ah, oh, that sucks. I, I want the woman to have a good time. Yeah, then yeah, I that's why I can't watch women in porn. I mean, once yeah, in a well, while I will, but it's hard. Here's what you got to do: amateur porn. It's a it's a trade off because the people are pigs; they're horrific looking, but they're really banging. It's real fucking, and they actually like it. Uh, I, I kind of like when they're like bad looking, though. I, I don't need them to look perfect. Something about porn being disgusting is what is like turning me on. I don't need them to be like hot. I get that i get that it's it makes it real and you're like it's almost more attainable you're like yeah i could i could plow one of these hogs <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's like it's like ugly hot i tried show but my girlfriend's not into porn because she's like super straight i feel like straight girls aren't as into porn as well obviously men are in porn but gay women are into porn a lot queer women especially are way really? more into porn than straight girls but I was showing her a porn a porn video that I liked, like a classic, like one of my favorites. And yeah. she, I think Send me I, a link. I, I'll send you a link. I, it probably won't be your style. But I was showing it to her and she said, 
do I need to know anything to like get this? And I was like, no, it's not fucking Annie Hall. You don't need to know anything to get this. And then before the video, before the video finished, we had finished. Oh. And And she goes, oh, I I guess I'll come back to this to see how it ends. I was like, you don't, this is just like a straight girl's mind when watching porn. She's like curious how like the problem resolves itself. That's adorable. It's not the sixth sense. Yeah. We're trying to get off here. Yeah. That's hilarious. They're all dead at the end. Yeah. Well, you always hear ladies like reading a like a turn. They're turned on by a book. They're like, oh my God, this book. I was a page turner. I was so wet. I couldn't put it down. And I'm like, a book. It's all up here with the gals, you know, men are so visual. You gals are like, he was a man with no face, but he had a, a, a an aura. And you're like, an aura? Give me, give me a clam and a nipple. <laughs> the books sometimes do do it, though. Like, I read 50. Did you, you don't read, you didn't read 50 Shades of Grey. Obviously not. I got the book on tape. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know, I know, not. I know. I know. But that that book was like pretty fucking hot. But when you keep upping the, the bar for like what turns you on, you keep going more graphic and graphic and graphic. Like it really fucks up your sense of like what's going to turn you on. Like I really feel for these people that like come up on so much porn. It like totally desensitizes you to normal sexual experiences. Completely, completely agree. I think dudes are watching way too much and dudes are trying to mimic the shit in the porn. They're, they're choking right away. And you're like, dude, you just met this lady. It's it's all very aggressive and uh, not realistic. You know, they're like doing anal immediately. You know, you're like, what are you doing, man? So, <laughs> and I think it's just fucking dudes up mentally. Like, oh, porn, yeah. when I was a kid, you had to find porn. It was like, oh my God, a Playboy. I see a thigh, you know, and you were hard for a week. And it, <laughs> it's better that way. Right. Now it's right. too much. You're doing heroin immediately. Like, have some weed. Yeah, I, I totally feel that. I'm going to transition from porn into some of the questions I got to ask you. Um, so okay. we're going to make a segue into comedy. Um, all right. All right. We can go porn all day, but uh, I'm ready to transition. Okay, good. Okay. What, Mark, is a joke that you never could make work, but you wanted to? Ooh, baby. Good question there, Fatty. Uh, well... <laughs> This is a premise that I thought I was a, I thought I was Richard Pryor when I thought of this. I was like, this is going to really cook. It bombs all day long. I was thinking about a lot of my dumb friends are into pro wrestling. I never got it. I don't know. I'm not 11. Uh, I've had sex with a woman. But uh, I thought professional <laughs> so wrestling, wrestling is the only, you know, Hulk Hogan, all these guys, The Rock. It's the only thing where when you go pro, it becomes more embarrassing. You know, you got these amateur wrestlers. It's like Olympic style. These collegiate athletes, they're like incredibly tough, uh, crazy guys who wrestle. It's like back to Greek times. It's really traditional and respected. And then you go to pro wrestling and you got some guy in pink tights hitting you with a folding chair. And I was like, this is big. That's the only thing where you go pro and it actually is more stupid. And the only thing I could come up with a comparison was it's like prostitution. I was just you thinking. Know, you had sex with your partner. It's great. But you, if you go pro, it's weird. Yeah. That doesn't work. No, it bombs. People don't get it. And I'm not giving up on it, but I've had that for like 10 years. Just noodling wow. with it. Yeah. I'm also thinking about they both like sometimes you take on like a like a porn name and like a pro wrestler name. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You both get choked out. You know, you, you both uh, are being hit with a chair by a guy in a business suit. I don't know. You got to stay in shape. You got a crazy outfit. There's so many parallels, but I couldn't crack it. But I, I'm not done. This is my white whale. 
Yeah. That was my ex. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll figure it out. Were you, you like map metaphors pretty quickly, it seems. Yeah, I love analogies. I'm a, I think I'm a little, you know, Aspergery or whatever you want to call it. I'm all, I'm all about um, connecting two things to, to show my, my point. Were you doing that naturally growing up? Was that just something that was happening? Or is that like a skill that you, you're like, I'm obsessed with comedy like this. I'm just going to see things in this way. All Growing up the whole time, it was, I'm all analogies. Uh, this, I don't understand a lot of things, but if I compare it to something else, I go, oh, now I get it. Now I get mm. it. And so I kind of do that with comedy because I feel like no one knows what the hell I'm talking about. But if you compare it to something else, they go, oh, I see. So that's why I do it for like, clear to clear it up to make it understandable yeah and are you a big like notes person are you like writing this on oh. your notes pad on your phone is that where you're you're mainly mining stuff like where are you going uh, uh no I, I got a big stack i like to write it out hold on let me uh sorry I'm, this is like a weird casting couch situation i know talking about porn yeah right that bed is full straight of straight guy jerks off on podcast amateur yeah <laughs> yeah exactly Get on my Patreon. I'll do it for you. Oh my God! I've uh, yeah, had the same this. thought about myself. What? That looks like <laughs> well, a that looks like up. diaper wipes. Oh yeah. Well, it is all shit, but these are just notes and jokes and uh, all kooky ideas. Yeah. Sure, will go nowhere. No, I like the uh, the crumpled notepad, the crumpled index card. That's what I do too. Oh really? Uh, hey! Wow, yours is so much uh, more organized though. No, it's not. It's not that. It maybe. Here, you give me a joke uh, from your note card. I'll give you a joke from my note card. All right. Anything all right, you're all right. playing around with. Sure. Okay. So, uh, you know, I've been with my gal a minute now. And, uh, you know, when you first meet a girl, you want to touch her boobs. That's like really exciting. And then after a while, boobs become normal. You know, you've been together so long. But right. the stomach, the stomach to me on a woman is way more intimate. Like that's the actual private part. You know, I grab her boobs. She's like, hey, how are you? I grab her stomach. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, my God, stop. And you're like, oh, that's private. And I'm doing this whole thing about the, the stomach for a woman is like the butthole for a man. You know, like you can touch you can touch them, but you got to you got to give them a heads up. And then it's very uh, depending on diet. Yada, oh, yada, oh, yada. Wow. There you go. There's a lot there. It's a yeah. newbie. It's a newbie. I'm excited about it. No, I like that. That is true. I feel much more self-conscious of my stomach than my breasts. Yeah, exactly. Because breasts are a no-brainer. Exactly. The stomach fluctuates. Like, you can have a crazy weekend and your tits aren't going to (laughs) change. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. Your stomach. All right, what do you got? I'm hogging the spotlight here. What do I have? This is a story that I think is really funny, but I don't know how to do it on stage just yet. And I want to talk about how the first time... Oh, wow, this is a really sex-heavy episode. Sorry. Um, The first time I gave head, I was probably like 16 and I had just learned. Sorry. And I had just learned in in health class that you could transmit STDs orally. So I met this guy at some nightclub in New York as that's where we were Uh were going out and with our fake IDs. And I he was like, oh, are we going to have sex? I was a virgin. And I, I don't think I said yes or no. I think I was like, oh, get a condom. And he was like, fuck yeah. And then I was like, no, I'm just giving you head with a condom because I thought I could like, I was terrified of getting like STDs. And I gave him sure. head with a condom. It was like I was sucking on a Ziploc bag. It was absolutely wow. awful. And people usually like 
crack up at some of it, but then I don't have like a finish to it that's jokey at all. But I've just been like playing around with like talking to the audience about about how they've never done that and I've done that. It's kind of humiliating to like when I embarrass myself and reveal that. Of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, so many thoughts. Uh, first of all, you're you're like three foot two. So when you were 16, you must have looked, what were you in a stroller? I mean, you're, you're already a little person. I so know, I'm five two. Oh, okay, sorry. But you look young now. I can't imagine what you looked like at 16. You had a I'm, big lollipop and a balloon. That's I know. Wild. I'm like a really good, I'm like really good bait for Catch a Predator. Yes, you are. You'd be great for that. Just Maybe send that me could in. Be the ending. Yeah, this could be, because this guy was technically a pedo. I mean, you were underage. I know. It's really, it really blows my mind how men are so attracted to young women. Yeah, Such young did, women. I don't really have that, I, but it, it, it's definitely prevalent. It, I think it's just a, it's a biological thing. You know, like you're in your prime, you're, you're, you're ripe and ready for childbirth, you know, at that age. Is that really what you're you, I mean, gagging. do you feel like you see an 18 year old and you're like, 18 year olds are like, they're hotter than older women. What are you going to say? Yes. I know you're not, you can't really answer this, but I am well, kind of no, fucking curious. Well, 18 is tough because that's still so young. Like, you know, you walk around a college campus, you're like, these are like children. This is so weird. These were like my peers at one point. But like, like you see a 24-year-old girl and you're like, wow, she is so hot. And, you know, the body takes a toll on men and women. You get older, you, you, men lose their hair, you get fatter, women gain weight, boobs sag, uh, skin crinkles a little bit. So I think it's just natural. You see like a 24-year-old woman, you're like, she is... Uh, She's in the prime of her life. She's so healthy and young and vivacious. And then you see, uh, you know, Paula Dean, and you go, ah, she's she's getting up there. <laughs> so it's just natural. Yeah. No, and I've noticed, like, a lot of these, uh, these guys that uh, at this party that I was, like, I performed, I told you I was performing there, they all are in open marriages, and they all wow. leave their wife at home and then bring, like, a 20-year-old girlfriend. Wow. Interesting. I, know. I can't. I mean, it makes sense because you don't want to hang out with a 20 year old. You know, it's just sexual. But right. You want to hang out with a, a lady your age just because you guys have more in common. You can actually have a conversation. Yeah. But I was really like, oh, I get how uh, Epstein Island could happen. I see it. I see how this could happen. Totally. Totally. I wonder if we'll ever get to a point in, you know, 20 years where it's, it's more accepted because fucking women get angry when a guy likes a 20 year old woman like older oh. women are like fuck you sicko and you're like you can't get mad at the body i know you burp you burped on the podcast so i know we did like a classic mark norman episode if i don't get yeah. the burp it's not real by the way let's go back to the blowjob with the condom yeah tell me well as a lesbian i feel like that is uh that's such a lesbian move that you Covered it you up. can go up to your friend, your your lesbian friends, like, have you ever blown a guy? And you're like, I did, but I wore a condom. I feel like it kind of keeps you as a uh, a gold star lesbo. I yeah, it would if I didn't have boyfriends and hook up with guys. Right, it's like right, right, I right. feel like I'm a lesbian, but I I I'm I'm basically bisexual and that I'm attracted to like two percent of guys. But it, I never really enjoy men in the same way that I enjoy women. Yeah, I uh, feel the same way. I, I know. <sighs> All right, Mark, I hate that we have to wind wind this down. Oh, Our so time's great. already up. Can you believe oh, it? Oh, my God. That I know. Flew by. I could do another hour with you. I know. You'll have to come back. 
You'll have to come. We, we, we barely scratched the we barely scratched the stomach. Um, yeah. <laughs> tell tell my listeners where they can find you. I know you're everywhere, but tell them. I'm all over the road. I got uh, Instagram, the whole thing. Uh, I got a special on YouTube. It's up to about seven and a half million views called Out to Lunch. I got Netflix coming out November 1st. And uh, I got two pods. We might be drunk Tuesdays with stories and praise Allah. Seven and a half million. That's like a, that's like a big Holocaust. <laughs> well, nobody talks about the Holocaust. Took uh, retarded people, black people, and gypsies. Gypsies. Pretty diverse. They don't get credit for their diversity. Ah. Mark, I thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Al. Good to You're see you. You're the best. Comedy. 